Welcome to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. I'm Deirdre Koppelman, and along with your co-host, JG, Woo. every Saturday night we share and educate our listeners on topics that show up on the playground, show up in the boardroom, and also in our workplaces. We talk about topics that affect all of us in our personal and professional lives. Gut Wisdom will make you think and will leave you with real solutions that come from real wisdom. Love it. Yes, and in the next hour, we are going to be talking about bully bosses Mm. and how bully bosses can really bruise big time. And as you can imagine, bully bosses rarely become bullies overnight. It's a serious problem. It shows, you know, bullying shows its ugly head very early on in our lives, and it continues today in the most horrific ways. So, JG, let's start with a few workplace bully statistics, shall we? Yeah. So, according to a Workplace Bullying Institute survey, 13.7 million adults reported being bullied at work. That's insane. It is. Bullies are typically bosses, and in fact, 72% of bullies outrank their targets. Hmm. The financial damage bullies do to their organizations are is often undetected for months, quarters, maybe even years. But it could be seen in the cost of increased turnover, absenteeism, and decreased employee engagement and collaboration. Why, why, why is that happening, JJ? Why are there so many bullies? I think it all, st- as you said, it all starts in the beginning. And they appear to be smart and ambitious and results-oriented, or- and they take charge. And they seem to just get up that corporate ladder pretty quickly. All right, well, hang on, hang on, hold that thought, because we have to take a quick break. You're listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates. Pure, raw, and real dialogue about the most pressing problems in business and in life. I'm Deirdre Koppelman, here with your co-host, JG. We'll be right back to dig into the world of bullies. That and much more right here on WCBS News Radio 880. When you're on the train, it doesn't mean you're out of touch. Listen to WCBS on your phone or tablet. We're streaming live 24-7 with the news you need to know. Go to radio.com or cbsnewyork.com and you'll stay informed on your way to and from the office with WCBS News Radio 880. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. And we've been talking about the various impact of bullies in the workplace. As I was sharing right before the break, according to a Workplace Bullying Institute survey, 13.7 million adults reported being bullied at work. Incredible. It is. The key finding from that report showed 27% have had current or past direct experience with abusive conduct at work. Mm. 72% of the American public are aware of work pl- workplace bullying, and bosses are still the majority of bullies. Go figure. Just unbelievable. It's 2016. How do we have, how do we have bully bosses? I don't know, but we're going to get to that. And as we know, and have probably experienced at one time or another, bullying behavior starts so early in life. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, JG, but... Uh... When I was a kid, I was bullied. You were once a kid? <laughs> yeah. I th- I'd like to think I'm still a kid, but you yes. You are. To- Toys R Us kid. Toys R Us kid. Yes, so I was bullied. Um, listeners, you, I don't think, know or have seen what I look like, but I'm about 5'9", five, 5'9 nine, five, nine and a half, and I have been this height since I was 12. 
So you can imagine being very tall. You were kind of like the dorky girl in class, right? Yes, tall, yeah. skinny, Dorothy Hamill haircut, <laughs> taller than every boy, every girl, and probably the majority of the teachers. And so there was a lot of you know bullying because I was tall and I wore saddle shoes because I had big feet and all this other stuff. But I remember even in, I think it was middle school or high school, mm -hmm. there were these three girls that used to follow me home. Why was that? Well, I think we lived in the same neighborhood, so we were all sort of walking in the same direction. Okay. And they used to take turns literally throwing textbooks at my back as I was walking. So they were behind you, taunting you. Taunting me. Hmm. Yeah. And it was, you know, and that was, I don't want to tell you how long ago that was, but that was a long time ago. And bullying, bullying from the playground, bullying in the classrooms, body yeah. shaming, it doesn't seem to have... It just doesn't, it hasn't gotten better. Yeah. And, and it clearly, based on the statistics that you're talking about, you know, it's uh, it's an increasing problem in workplaces. Yeah, I, and 72%, one of the other key findings was 72% of employers deny discount or rationalize or defend it. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into why that is. Yeah. So fascinating that you said that because if the schoolyard is the stomping ground of bullying boys and bullying girls, then the office is clearly the playground of adult bullies. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? It's obviously because the power is the chief perk in most of these companies. It's all about the power. Workplaces can definitely bring out the bully in people. True. Now, you know, my dad says everybody's got a story. Mm -hmm. Think about it. The boss that calls you at 2 a.m. from a trip just because they can. Mm -hmm. Or think of the boss, or maybe it's a manager that asks for your input or evaluation of a specific situation or problem and then proceeds to disparage or denigrate you, your opinion, in front of a multitude of people, the entire staff, leaving you completely humiliated. Well, that's, that, that's in, in short form, that's what bullies do. Yeah. Bullies humiliate. Yeah. That's how they get their power. Yeah, bull bullying is really a demonstration of power. Mm -hmm. It's degrading, it's destructive. Demeaning. And as, demeaning, and as the statistics show, it's rampant in the workplace. Yeah, and you know, the definition, or there's probably so many definitions, but workplace bullying uh, is defined as the repeated mistreatment of an employee. And that can be in verbal abuse, um, by intimidating, by humiliating, and bullies at work, what they practice is like a psychological violence. Mm. They'll yell, they'll insult, they'll throw tantrums, they'll steal credit, spread rumors, you name it. They'll and swear at you, there'll be unwarranted criticism. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, you know, they exclude people. Yeah. They exclude their targets. They Absolutely. demean them, they humiliate them, and it's really no different uh, with younger people bullying others as well. We've got to get to the bottom of it. I feel a, a tremendous passion uh, to really to eradicate yeah. bullying. Now, we do some of that in the workplace, but you know, you have to be able to know that there's a problem. So, yes. you know, if you don't know that you have a problem, then you should give us a call and we'll let you know if you have a problem. But Well, look at the body language that you see some of these bullies have. You mm -hmm. know, it includes things like they stare at you glaringly mm -hmm. or they ignore you when they speak to you. 
Bullies often even engage in aggressive finger pointing. Can you mm-hmm. picture that? The index finger right <clears throat> to your face. I had that at a workplace when I was much younger. I remember I was working for a woman named Margaret. Mm-hmm. I won't say her last name. And don't say the name of the company either. Well, she was British, but it wasn't Margaret Thatcher. And I won't <laughs> say the name of the company. And I remember I was in college, working my way through college, you know, working 30 hours a week and sitting in a, a cube and I would come in, you know, whenever the hours were available And I remember I had a question and she was literally standing, I don't know, probably, you know, less than, you know, two cubbies away. And I just stood up and I said, excuse me, Margaret. I mean, as as kind as kind can be, she like turned around. I'm telling you, it was Hmm. like uh, the exorcist started (laughs) pointing her finger at me. You listen to me, Missy. You you. You come to me. I don't come to you. And That's crazy. I, and and she did that in front of everybody who worked there. Yeah. In that area. And you want to talk about humiliating. I like sat down and shrank into my seat and was like, is this like is this, this really is, is this what a workplace is like? Is this sure. what I'm going to college for? I'm here to work hard, do what I can to serve you, to help you. And that's so that and I'm telling you, this is it's not going away. Yeah. It's not going away. And sometimes that's someone dealing with you from a distance. Sometimes they get right in your space. They invade your space in mm-hmm. your face. Mm-hmm. And, and really people are afraid. Yep. People who see it are afraid to say something. And, you know, we live in a world of, you know, see something, say something. But sometimes if the boss or your manager is the one, you know, where do you go? Do you go to human resources? Do they help? Um, it's a good that could question. Be, that could be a whole other show. But Uh, let's talk about some of the examples or characteristics to help our listeners identify whether they're dealing with a bully. So mm -hmm. think of things like bullies. What do they do? One, they over-control the situation. Mm -hmm. Two, maybe they micromanage to really an infinite level of detail. They display real contempt for others, usually by repeated verbal abuse and sheer exploitation, right? Yes. Constantly putting you down, snide remarks, unfair criticism perhaps, they're arrogant, Mm. they question personally your adequacy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not always about your professionalism, and they just humiliate you in front of others. Absolutely. You know, there's, uh, I don't know if you're familiar, there's an organizational psychologist uh, that we, when we were doing some research, Lawrence Steibel is his name, Mm. he observed two kinds of bullies, Mm -hmm. successful bullies and unsuccessful bullies. And the unsuccessful bullies clearly don't last long. But here's, you know, the successful bullies really create the problems because guess what? They're competent in what they do. So they last in a company. For long periods of time. Exactly. So they're smart and therein lies the problem. They make, you know, significant contributions to the company. They'll get promoted because of technical expertise. And then they wind up supervising other people. Right. And it's a it's it's a mindset that the typical successful bully thinks they won't do anything to me. I'm the best they've got. Right. I'm getting all the results. Right. Where am I going? Exactly. So that's uh, (laughs) do you you know, let me interject. Do you remember Mm. we worked with that client a couple of states over who was probably the worst bully boss we you and I in the company has ever dealt with? 
Do you remember that? How could I forget that, JJ? We went into, if I remember correctly, we went into the company in order to conduct a morale and culture analysis to survey the people, see what's working, what's not working, mm-hmm. and develop his team and evaluate the process and procedure that he had. Based on this is what he hired us to do. Yep. yep. Right. He wanted and, he wanted, you know, us to go and talk and chat and really dig in and, and figure out how to uh, well improve get, how the to improve of the company. Exactly. And right. do you remember what we were told by his employees in Almost every department. Well, this was rampant across the entire company. I remember, and I remember as you was, and I, and it was so, and it was so hard to believe because right. here's a guy who's so charismatic, bubbly, vivacious, totally. engaging. You want to work for a guy like this, totally. You think. So as we were listening for this information, do you remember we flew in very late the night before? We had to be in the conference room at six o'clock in the morning. Yep, I remember. On our feet the entire day. Um, and, and on our game, because you're listening, and listening takes up quite a bit of energy. Most definitely. And we were invited to dinner at his home with his wife and two children yeah. for like a 6, 6, 15. Yep, and we stopped along the way. We went to the bakery, got some nice cakes and pastries. Right, to bring to we dinner. So psyched la, and da, da. Even though we had heard all of these things about him. You're right. And then, so we get there, and we have dinner, and I'm pretty much listening the whole night, right? For yeah. three hours... It was about three hours. He was totally unleashing all of these negative opinions and thoughts about individuals on his team in different departments. He went into a rage. mm -hmm. That's the best way. Yeah, I would agree. And and I was just quiet, quietly. So were you, JG? We're just sitting there listening, letting him vent, and not wanting to interrupt. And at one point, literally three hours into the conversation. He said uh, something that struck a chord with me because everybody on the team and the company was going to be working on a personal improvement, an opportunity for growth, as was he, which was part of it. He's got to be in the game also. Absolutely. And he had said something and I said, oh, is that the opportunity for growth that you'd like to choose to work on? And I believe it was active listening. And all of a sudden, do you remember this? Oh my God. He looked at me and said, way to take points off the board. And I'm thinking, so I could then Way get- to take like, points off the board, girl. Right. So I kind of scrunched my eyebrows like the Scooby face. Yeah. I had no idea what he was talking about. And then he said, you know, you're stupid. Are you stupid or, or are you, are you stupid or something like that? Yep. And so part of my brain is saying, who's he talking to like that? Like, I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> you don't talk to me like that. And then the other part of my brain is be professional, emotional intelligence, don't let loose. And so, of course, because I don't have a poker face, I've got this like weird scrunched up face. Like what? What? I have conflict in my head. How do you respond? And then it just tore into you. He tore into me and then said, and then said, I think you should leave. Yep. And talk about being humiliated in front of his wife, the whole and thing, his kids. the whole thing. So what happened? We left. Yeah, we, we picked our rear ends up pretty quickly and hightailed out of there mm-hmm. and headed back to the hotel. And we, we, you were you were so upset. I was crying. You were crying. You, yeah. you were mad at yeah. me for not stick, sticking up for you. It, the the and then, emotions and, were all over the and place. And then I think you called him yes. that night. Oh, yes. Right? Oh, yes. And what, was, what did you say to him? I said, listen. You have a choice, my friend. You know, it's not going to continue this way. Mm -hmm. We confronted him and said, you cannot speak to anybody like that, especially my business partner, let alone anybody else. Mm -hmm. So you have a choice. Mm -hmm. You're either going to realize the mistake you made and fix it, 
or we're out of here on the eight o'clock flight. And he tried to interrupt and interject. And I said, nope, you call me at 6 a.m. and you let me know what you think. And I hung up. I remember. And then at 6 a.m. we got the phone call. Please, please, please come back. I'm so sorry. I, blah, I need blah, to talk blah. to you. I need you guys All here. right. Let's, let's head to a break. We'll uh, come back with that story. Introducing Play.it, a podcast network like no other. At Play.it, you can hear your favorite WCBS features on demand. In the WCBS Eye on Politics. I'm Pat Farnack with the WCBS Health and Wellbeing Report. I'm Steve Greenberg talking about your next job. Hear those and more from WCBS when you need it. Plus, great content from other CBS stations. For the best in news, sports, business, and tips for your lifestyle, go to Play.it today. We're back, and you're listening to Gut Wisdom. I'm Deirdre Koppelman, here with your co-host, JG. Yeah. And if you're just tuning in, we are deep into the topic of bullies, mm-hmm. especially bullies at work. Mm-hmm. And bullies, as everybody knows, well, they do a lot of damage uh, inside organizations. And we're going to pick up where we left off. We were telling a story uh, just before the break about a client of ours that had hired us to do morale and culture and really work with various departments in his company. And uh, the morale and culture study, as we learned, uh, he, he very was, quickly, very quickly, he was not as charismatic as he came across. But basically, we were seeing this pattern, hearing this pattern of this guy is maniacal and he's a bully. And, you know, when you start to hear patterns, okay, we're listening. But the story that we are we're in the middle of telling is how he actually turned his bullying uh, on us, on, on us, you. to me specifically, yeah. and after he bullied me and basically humiliated me one night at dinner at his house, uh, and asked us to leave, I basically said to JG, "You know what? I'm out of here. I don't. I don't want a client like this. It's not worth it yeah. uh, for any money in the world." Yep. <clears throat> but you and I also felt bad you for leave all those for the employees, abandoned. right? It was terrible. So JG, you know, spoke with this client and he said- We woke him up. We called (laughs) Well, you did. What did you do? First first week, I called the cell phone, didn't answer. Mm -hmm. Then I said, I'm calling his house. He said, everybody's sleeping. It's so late. I said, it doesn't matter. We called, got his wife. I said, wake him up. And she says, really? I said, and not only wake him up, tell him to go outside and hold the phone. Mm. Because I didn't want anybody to hear this. I did not want a single soul to hear what was going to happen. And he picked it up. He says, what's up, JG? What, what's going on? And I said, what What the heck did you just do? Mm-hmm. You, you know, we're here we're trying to help you, and you berate and you humiliate my partner and my friend <clears throat> in front of your wife and your kids. Mm-hmm. I said, first of all, you should be embarrassed. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, listen, if you don't know what you did, we're out of here. Mm-hmm. You have between now and 6 a.m. to decide whether you're going to Make right or not. Or we're on the or next on flight the next, out. Uh, yeah, the 830 flight. Mm-hmm. And uh, 6 a.m. phone call came in on my cell phone from mm-hmm. him. Yes. Saying, I apologize. I I am so, so sorry. And then we went and continued. We went to, you know, the workplace. I don't know how you did it. Well, you, you're, you know. You're a trooper. You have to. have to, showed up the next day here, ready here's, to go. Here's my my feeling. If somebody apologizes and they're self-aware and they own and they're accountable for their bad behavior, well, okay, nobody's perfect. Okay, he strike and, one. and and this strike was one and this you'll... to me was an opportunity not only to help 
his employees. But help him. But to also help him. Yeah. So when we went to his workplace, you know, that morning, I was a little, sh- listen, I wasn't like, you know, oh, bravo. Um, I was a little tentative, but I was there and I was there to do a job. And you were present and Absolutely. wanting to help. And do always. you know, I don't know if you know this, but right before his town hall uh, meeting the in meeting. the lunchroom, he, he came, pulled you over. He right? pulled he me pulled over. over he side. brought me into this other area. Yep. And he started crying. Yeah. Crying. Bawling. Apologizing. He was so sorry. He was embarrassed. He felt terrible. And I'm an I'm an, I'm an emotional, you know, human. I'm very empathic. And I was very touched and I felt bad and even more committed to helping. Helping. I just wanted to give the guy a hug and be like, it's okay. And shame on, I'm going to say him, not me, yep. because I, I'm a believer. I have faith that people can change. change. Yeah. Okay. And what happened? What happened the rest of that day? Are we still working with him? Not anymore. Why not? Because he's a bully. Because he's a bully and he could he not. He could not change. He, he could c- not change. He could not correct his ways. And... uh that's why half of his, I'd say, almost everybody on his management team has turned over. They've turned over. Left. They ran, except one soldier that he has who is also a bully. Um, but well, all his of those, right hand is still there. Right. And all of those employees that left, now this was how many, a couple, three this years ago? This is a ago? while ago. About three years yep. ago. To this day, they still reach Keep out, contact. whether it's via text or Facebook, you'll get a, hey, how are you, a plug... So the good news is we made an impact on the people that we could. Yes. And uh, everybody has a choice. He chooses to be a bully. And and I'll leave it at that. But bully is, you know, very, very... Bullying in the workplaces, especially in small companies, they're thriving. Bullies are thriving in small companies. It's worse in small companies than it is in bigger companies. And in smaller companies where you see people get promoted, that's because they have a skill. Well, or because there isn't anybody else looking to, you know, hire for that position. It's easier to say, well, this person's been in the company long enough. They know what they're doing. We have an opening. Let's promote. Whether or not they have leadership skills or self-control over their emotions or any of that seems to sort of go by the wayside. Totally. You know, and I think just like with kids, bully bosses have blind spots. Mm -hmm. They have their flaws. Uh, they, they think, you know, and think about it. Some think they know it all. Some make assumptions, mm-hmm. and that's their blind spot. Others are stuck in the past, but they all, we all, everybody has a flaw. Nobody's perfect. They don't see themselves accurately. They see themselves as better than others, which only acts to justify their bullying behavior, if you mm-hmm. think about it. True. And the other huge blind spot that we see with bullies is their lack of sensitivity or feeling towards others. Well, you know, it's so important because it's um, it's almost as if people become objects, inanimate objects. Sure. So bullies are not necessarily seeing you as a you. They're seeing you as an it. Yep. And that's a, a, another total topic uh, that I would like to maybe bring Dr. Bob DeYoung back in for on on how people just emotionally distance themselves in order to bully and and bring others down. And where is that chip? Yep. So what are some of the signs, if you think about it, that scream out to you when you're dealing with either a predator or a bully? 
Well, first off the you know off the top of my head is they verbally abuse you. Yeah, that's probably the biggest sign. Right. What 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 do you think? I mean, to me, verbally abuse verbal abuse is one. Um, yeah, when they humiliate you in front of others, not privately. Right, which is intimidating. Yep. Um, they shout. They swear. You well, know, they yell on a consistent basis. Sometimes they may even make offensive jokes about you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I love, uh, well, I don't love actually, but there are bosses that will bully you um, uh, while bragging about their own skill set mm-hmm. to make themselves, you know, almost like a I'm better than you kind of thing. And, and whether they do this privately or worse in front of other people, mm-hmm question is with so many bully bosses out there um you know we'll have some we'll have some guidelines as to what you can do but recognizing if somebody's undermining your work um that can be setting unrealistic deadlines uh, withholding necessary information looking to sabotage your success you know these are things that there are tactics that are used to undermine your work, and that's something that bullies do. Yeah, they are they are out there to impede your success mm-hmm. extremely. This guy in particular, he was very manipulative. <laughs> the pattern was clear as day. He manipulated, and it wasn't just do you that remember? he did it. He did it through other people. Wait, do you remember when in their customer service department, and these ladies worked there tails off servicing customers yeah he decided you want to talk about intimidating he decided instead of sitting in his own office he would come into their digs and plop himself down he set up an entire workstation for himself now i'm not saying he could watch what's going on and intimidate silently sit Mm -hmm. there and then be able to jump pounce and belittle in front of others. So how could you possibly be able to do a good job when you know the owner of the company or your boss is sitting there listening to every word you say on a daily basis, yep. not giving you constructive criticism, but- Or advice. Or advice, or how to improve, or here's what, everything, was, and everybody was stupid. I heard him say. The word stupid just came out of his mouth. All the time, right? It rolled off his tongue so often. Right. You know, so many many times, you know, before I started Pear, you know, I was an employee for 17 years. So Mm -hmm. it's not like I've never been an employee before. You had a lot of bosses. I did have a lot of bosses. And and, And managers. uh, uh, Some of them were definitely, you know, I spoke about Margaret earlier, you know, pointing her finger at me and you come to me, I don't come to you. But... You know, so many times, just like doctors, we assume our bosses actually know how to manage people. That they have special abilities or training. Right. But in fact, <laughs> they don't, especially if they've just been promoted because of skill or if you're working in a company where they don't have a budget for training, training you how to manage others, training you how to be a leader, training you how to be self-aware. There, If there's no training and there's just this elevation, you know, you come and work, you come in, let's say you're the new hire, right? And yep. you have a boss. Well, your automatic assumption is this is a smart person who knows their stuff and, you know, there's this sort of, I respect you. But in fact, you may find out, you know, which... Yeah, we well, talk. what what you may see is that it's obvious that these people will compensate for their lack of skills by being tough or intimidating or bullying. Mm. So here's a way, it's a short quiz uh, to help our listeners figure out if you're, if they, if you yourself, if you're listening, how do you know if you are a bully boss? 
Mm. Right? We go back to self-awareness. I'll harp on that yep. every show. So here's a quick quiz. Okay. Okay. And JG, I'm going to ask you the questions. Uh, wait, 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 wait. You're giving me another quiz? Seriously? Are you game? I failed the last quiz with Dave. Now you're giving me another one? <laughs> All right. Sorry. I'm up for it. Let's do it again. Okay. It's pretty simple. Game on. A new employee is having a hard time catching on, and her mistakes are starting to impact everybody on the team. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. When your boss asks you, how do you think she's doing, mm-hmm. do you, A, say she's doing fine, B, honestly let your boss know that she's made some mistakes, but you know you think she'll get the hang of it eventually, mm-hmm. or C, do you tell your boss, and anybody else who will listen, by the way, that the new girl is incompetent and should be let go? I, I would say the answer, I, if it were me, honestly, I'd let my boss know that made a couple of mistakes. So B, I go with B. Okay, here's a good, good, good answer. You've had a personality clash, JG, with a coworker for years. Now you've been assigned to work on a project together. Okay. Do you attempt to approve, uh, improve the relationship by doing all the work yourself? Or mm-hmm. B, try to put your personal feelings aside and be professional? Mm-hmm. Or C, refuse to work with the person and request to be assigned to a different project? Uh, I'm gonna go. I would try to put my personal emotions aside. I'd say B again. Okay. Another question. You don't really like working with one of your subordinates. How you'd, did you know? <laughs> you'd like to see him leave the company. However, mm-hmm. you really have no reason to fire him. Yeah. So you, A, recommend him for a promotion so he can move to a different department. Not happening. B, put your feelings aside and act professionally. Or C, start piling work on, hoping he'll get frustrated and quit. Uh, it's going to be B. Put put the personal feelings aside and be a professional. Awesome. Yeah. Last. Well, we have two more questions and we have okay. time. A coworker asks you for help learning a new computer program, mm-hmm. but you really don't have the time to help. Yeah. Do you, A, agree to help regardless of the time issue? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you've always had trouble saying no to those in need. You know me. Okay. Um, <laughs> B, do you offer your coworker uh, a book you have that might help? Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Or C, explain to your coworker that you're not a trainer and recommend that he goes to class. And if he's having that much trouble, he'll have to figure uh, it out. I'm going to go with A because I know me. I don't say no. And I'm going to help. Okay. Yeah. That's true. We, we can do a whole segment on how to say no. Okay. For doormats like you. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, last question. This is figuring out if you yourself are a bully. Ooh. You're leading. I'm the, reformed, I thought. You are. Okay. You're leading the committee <laughs> to plan a company party, and the group can't decide on a theme. Oh, you, you know have the a company. Gr- <laughs> you have a great idea, but no one can agree. So do you, A, carefully listen to the ideas, B, lead the group in organizing an anonymous vote, whether or not your idea wins, you know, a decision has to be made. Or C, do you stand up and announce that you've made the decision to go with your theme idea? There's a, no point in No, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to carefully listen to others. Okay. So here's the deal. How did so, I do? Did I pass? Yeah, because most of your answers was, were Bs. Yeah, okay? I had three so, Bs, two As. There you go. So you seem to have a nice balance in the workplace. You're respectful, but yet you're strong. You're not afraid to voice your opinions. You can I, make I, tough decisions, confront yep. difficult issues honestly yep. and professionally. And, you know, you've got a tough backbone. We all know that. But people really <laughs> admire that. And, you know, what's what's interesting is if you had uh, mostly C's, well, bad news, you are, drumroll please, um, a workplace bully. No got doubt it. about it. So you may actually, you know, some people get enjoyment from pushing people around. So we're going to have this quiz on our website. That's gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com, for all of you to take. We'll be right back after these messages. 
Get the news you need whenever and wherever you need it. Follow WCBS on Twitter and like us on Facebook. You can even listen to WCBS on your phone with live streaming and audio on demand with the CBS local app. Stay connected with your favorite news radio station all day long. When you need to know, WCBS has you covered. Hey, everybody, we are back and you are listening to Gut Wisdom. I'm JG, John Gassman, here with your host, Deirdre Koppelman. And if you're just tuning in, we are talking about how to deal with bully bosses in the workplace. So, listeners, if you have strategies, I would love to hear your strategies of how you deal with bullies that you know. Either go to our website, gutwisdom.com, tweet us, or go to our Facebook page. But please share with us how you deal with them. So, let's discuss, Dee, how you deal with a bully. Or if you encounter a bully, what do you do? Well, there's some things you can do. You know, working for or with tough people. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. Yep. Sometimes you feel stuck between a rock and a hard place, trying to decide, you know, are you being victimized Mm -hmm. or are you under someone's thumb? And working for a toxic boss can really make you feel helpless, like you're in a no-win situation. And the worst part of it is that you know potentially other people are watching and may actually be assessing how you handle the situation, if there's truth to it, if they're not. So I came up with a couple of wisdoms to help deal with uh, bullies. And the most important thing to do is to notice what's happening and then make conscious choices about how you act, yes. how you react. Right. Right? Because if you don't think about how your own actions, remember those are your choices. Yes. You know, you could actually escalate um, ma- yep, maybe not a, a mountain, you know, a molehill, make it a mountain. But Yeah, like, so, like the story we were sharing, we right. did everything privately with him. Had we admonished him in mm-hmm, public, mm-hmm. he would have stood right up and beaten the living daylights out of us. Right. So, so here's a tip. Here's a wisdom. First thing you want to do is make sure that you're not contributing to the situation. Mm. It, I, would, it, I, I would agree with that. that that's a big one. It, How you v- verbally or physically react can have a big impact Absolutely. on what the bully is doing. Then, you know, again, looking at yourself, you have to take a hard look at yourself and see, are you projecting onto somebody else? So in short form, what does that mean? Maybe this person reminds you of somebody that you're having a problem with in your personal life. Yeah. Or maybe things are not going your way and you have the need to blame somebody. So again, That's the first, two, the first yeah. two wisdoms are, please look at yourself first. Yep. Right? Third thing might be, you can establish an emotional distance, which is really, really hard, but it's a skill that will come in handy for the rest of your life, okay? Obviously, it's impo- it's impossible to learn this if you're working for a nice person, but, you know, do you know how to get emotional distance? I do. Tell me. I just buckle down and I just step back. Right. It's not um, about you. Yeah. This is not my issue. This is yours, buddy. And I just keep quiet and listen and move on. Right, because if you're getting upset, then you're the one making it about you. Yeah. And we talked about anger management and things like that, but getting rid of anger, fear, and guilt, which will build up, you know, you don't need that. That That's not healthy in any way, shape, or form, and it's certainly not solving the problem of, of a bully boss. Well, I, th- I would also add, you know, if you find yourself that you're working for a bully boss, right, if you're in a situation mm-hmm. where you're being bullied, you really have to ask yourself, what are you getting out of this situation, whether it's worth 
it for you to stay or not. And the old adage is, remember, you're not a tree. You can move. Totally. So I think quite often we undermine, for lack of a better word, our own careers by staying too long, mm-hmm. working for places that really don't have great culture, right, or they get have a bully boss. Right. We, we get comfortable. comfortable. Mm-hmm. Totally. Exactly. Totally. Or we bolt too fast if it's tough, but the offering is good growth. So mm-hmm. you really have to look at this. If Go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We both have so much to say. No doubt. Yeah, well, you know, if you're working in a culture that puts up with bullies, you know, think about, are you compromising? compromising. Yeah. What's with you saying my words? Yep. Where are you reading? Are you reading my mind? I always read. Remember 5491? We're soul bees. Oh, soul bees on the Colby. Nobody knows what that means. (laughs) We uh, we do have those similarities. Um, I, I... appreciate you in my life because we also have differences and I learned from you. Sure. And that's what life is about, learning from each other, mm-hmm. which is what we're trying to do uh, with with our listeners. So talking about, you know, what you can and can't do. Well, don't whine or complain about the bully boss because that's definitely one way you catch the bully virus. Remember, we have choices. How we act, how we react, that's our choice Always. Yeah, don't limit your decisions to act in ways that sacrifice your own personal integrity, your personal values, your health, just to survive to keep a paycheck. And that's easy to say and hard to act on, but I think you really have to look at that very importantly. What are your survival strategies? Mm -hmm. Well, if the place won't change, plan your escape. Yeah. Look I hate for the exit know, strategy. It's it's what your you know what kind of tolerance level you have. But I will say, try to do your best not to contribute to it. See if you're part of the problem. Talk to the people that you feel you can. And after you've tried everything you absolutely can, well, then you have decisions to make. And again, they're your yes. decisions, your choices. Now, JG, did you know these? There are other findings from a, a recent study on workplace bullies. 81% of bullies are managers. That's huge. Half of them are women and wow. half of them are men. Now, I, I reflect back on you know 17 years of being an employee before I started Pair. Yes. And I have to say, most of my bosses were women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I had a bully boss. I'll never forget. Another one, a woman who... Um, You're really she, beating up these women today. Well, she lived in Connecticut, <laughs> and the company used to put her up at the uh, at a hotel, mm-hmm. okay, locally. So my kids were younger. I used to go to work every day, try to help this woman. This was my new boss. Get in, um, work till about five thirty. Drive home. Yeah. Feed the kids. Bathe the kids. Read to the kids. Tuck then, them into bed. And at eight thirty at night, get back in my car. Drive back to the office because wow. this woman wasn't going home four nights a week. She was at the office, and I felt, let me help get her up to speed. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. Vicious, you have no idea that I was never really receptive to um, headhunters or recruiters calling me, but I will tell you, six months into her tenure, when I got a phone call that said, hey, we have an opportunity, uh, I was ready. That was a choice. That was a choice. There was just no way. She was so nasty. So 50% of bullies are women, 50% are men, and get this. 95% of bullying is witnessed. That gives me the chills. Yeah. We're seeing it. 
what are we doing about it? And you think, and I go back to kids and teenagers and body shaming and this disgusting... Cyberbullying is more prevalent today than ever before with kids. The things that they post... On Facebook, they exclude, Awful. they include, they, they they send you mean text pictures. I think we should start. Well, there are a lot of movements out there to stop bullying. Um, I know you had a couple of ideas, but you know, the other thing, it's always good to do what, JJ? What do you always say? Take a moment and pause. And how about some open dialogue? That's number two. I think you always have to step back, pause, think, and then begin the dialogue. If Regain some, your composure before you say anything. Yeah, it's not it's it's not easy, right? First, make sure you are not a bully boss, right? Keep mm-hmm. yourself in check. Are you contributing to the situation? Yeah. Have you been resourceful, not in terms of talking about it, but trying to be part of a solution? Yeah. Right? How many times people whine and complain, problem, 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 this is a problem, that person's a problem, that person picks on me, blah, blah, blah. Okay, are you part of the problem or are you going to try to be part of the solution? And when you cannot be part of the solution, recognize that you're not a tree. Yeah, you can change. You you can go. But, there, you know, you go back to that situation we had with that boss. You mm-hmm. remember that client mm-hmm. of yes. ours? how could I forget? And there was an approach that we took. You know, there was a specific approach when we called him that night to the way we ended it in the morning and continued. We thought about some ideas and some steps that I think a lot of our listeners should take into into uh, consideration. One, you know, confront the bully. You know, mm. speak to the bully. A bully can't bully unless you allow them to bully you. Amen. So sometimes you have to stand up to them and meet them head on. So that would be my first first. Thought. I like that, JJ. Eyeball to eyeball. The second I'm thing gonna, is, I'm going to use that with you. Eyeball to eyeball. Yeah, I appreciate when people just say do. it as it is. I know. You know, don't back down. But you know, stick to what you believe in. And Absolutely. I am totally about. I'll listen. Yeah, totally. I think the other thing is, you know, how do you confront somebody? There's a way to confront somebody with him. Had we had that argument in front of his kids and his family. It would it would not have ended well for any of us. We would never have done that. No, Poor. but that's the way we are. That's right. not the way everybody else is. So I think when you're going to confront a bully, mm-hmm. you have to do it privately. Agreed. Okay, not in public. You know, you have to stand up to him, but you have to do it privately. Another thought that I had is, you know, be specific about the behavior you're looking to correct. Mm-hmm. What is it that really troubled you? Is it the way they said something? Is it that they invaded your space? Well, next, what won't be tolerated? Right, what won't be tolerated? But how you communicate, just as a little side note, uh, next Saturday night and the following Saturday night, we're doing a two-part series on communication: yeah, verbal communication and nonverbal communication, which will help with how do you, of course, approach a bully or anybody else for that matter. But go ahead. So well, we gave him consequences. Mm-hmm. We gave him, as I like to say, it's your choice how you want to deal with this. Mm-hmm. We could either stay if you apologize or. We could be out of here. And I think, again, making them aware of their actions and how people perceive them. I think you hit it right on. I say you are 100 percent correct. So um, you've been listening to Gut Wisdom. We're here every Saturday night at 7 p.m. We're super interested in your feedback. We want to hear you. Go to the website, Gut Wisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M. 
wisdomwithaz.com, of course, wisdom with a Z. Share your feedback, or better yet, give us a topic that you would like to hear us talk about on air. I love it. Next week, again, we're doing, uh, not again, but next week, uh, we will be doing communication, verbal and nonverbal, and that's going to be a two-part series. Yes. And JG, do you want to thank some people? Yeah. Some you know, shout-outs? Oh, some major shout-outs to all of our friends in London. Right. What an amazing trip. From Long Island, we met Betsy and Bob, mm-hmm. super people, and Noreen and Bill. And from New Jersey, Miss Ashley. Where are you, Ashley? You're that hiding. Poor, that that young, poor young girl. Yeah, no, she was she, she was embarrassed on the on the <laughs> tour bus. That that's for sure. And Roger and Clancy, thank you, Kenya, for introducing us to them. Oh amazing. And our other good friend Carl. Carl. So good shout out to Carl Gilliam. I don't want to mention who his famous brother is because it's not about his brother. It's about Carl. Carl yeah. is launching um, his own sneaker line at Harrods today. Yeah. And uh, so excited for him. What what genuine, authentic, wonderful people we met. And the city of London is just incredible. And we thank CBS and for that. Yes, we do. Yeah, they sent us. So with that, we want to thank all of the other people. Right, Dee? Yes, go right ahead. Who are we Our thanking? executive producer, Kenya Gibson, production guru, Melissa Raff, engineer pro, Tom Fenn, and the head honchos here, Craig Janoff, along with director of news and programming here on WCBS News Radio 880, Tim Sheld, and superstars. Wh- and what about those friends and family members and teams at Gasman Financial? I've Pair, heard of that firm. Pair Core Solutions. Rock stars. My success platform. Awesome. And Got Wisdom. Love her. We love them all. All, thank you for your support. And all of our Gut Wisdom shows are available on the CBS podcast. Um, I think it's CBS 880. I play.it. Is that what it is? Kenya shaking her head. Play.it. So now, yay, we are on the podcast, which means all of our shows are uploaded there. You can still go to our site to see or listen, but uh, we're on the podcast. Very, very exciting. We want to wish you a great week. Remember to tune in next week for when we discuss all aspects of verbal and nonverbal communication. That's coming your way next Saturday night on Gut Wisdom. WCBS News Radio 880.